Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a global original podcast. Hi Mel, that's JK and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing Channel 4's Naked Attraction, a poo-related confession, which is always the best, and dads and miscarriage. And of course, JK has new tech. Oh yeah, I mean, shh, don't tell your mum. Oh yeah. That and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Have you been? <laughs> it, is, it is good tech this week. Yeah, it I is. Say so myself. Well, we've we've both got this bit of tech as well. So, um, in fact, we'll, we'll tell you um, later on. We review the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on the Nintendo Switch, which I mean, it's an absolute game changer. I genuinely love it, and I'm not, I'm not a gamer. I'm not a gamer at all. I did have you know, I did have a few consoles probably about 10, 15 years ago. Or but, SNES. Well, <laughs> well, the the last one that I had actually was a Nintendo Wii, which we loved. You know, as as a family, and I was what you know. You wait for that next one to come along, and I don't. I, I genuinely believe that Nintendo do the family gaming the best. I, I genuinely do. You got mail, by the way. Um, yes. And we 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 both have been waiting. I think for this to maybe start our gaming obsession off again because we were in the wilderness for a bit, weren't we? Yeah, I mean the number one thing. We can cut, let's. I don't want to. Let's not go. Let's not go too far down this route. But I just don't have time anymore. So, no. but now Ted is of an age. Yeah. If he has time, and I'm spending quality time with him, yeah. Then maybe I'll get an opportunity to game. But we'll come on to that a little bit later on because, we first, I want to talk to you about Naked Attraction. Are we starting with this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Now, have you? You've seen it, right? Yeah. Of course, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I, obviously, I've just stumbled upon it when I've. <laughs> Come in on a night out. That's how we all stumble across Naked Attraction. It's like everyone's guilty secret. It's on, and you're like, and you're flicking through the TV channels, and your wife's next to you, and it pops up, and you both kind of looking at each other, going, "Who's gonna say? Should we watch that?" Yeah, but no, you just, <laughs> only because it's fascinating. But you just you just leave it on and see what happens. If no one says anything, then you just yeah. continue watching it. True. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for those who haven't seen it, the premise is that either a man or a woman, a single man or a woman gets to see four people lined up who are all naked and like they reveal bits of the body each kind of round. And then they get to choose this the individual that they would like to go on a date with based on their naked body. And then the, the singleton comes on and they're naked and everyone's naked at the end. And it's it's very interesting. And actually, I think it's a very, I think it's quite a good program because it shows nakedness the way it should be shown. 
i.e. not brushed up, no airbrushing, no supermodels knocking about. It's like normal bodies, isn't it? What I love about it is that... You, uh, the vaginas. They're, no, they're actually, no I'm, I'm actually more a breast man, I'll have you know. Um, oh, I see. But no, what I love about it is we, we all think that, you know, people will just go for the most attractive body, you know, the, the thinnest body, the you know, the tanned body or whatever it is. But what I love about Naked Attraction is no, because we are all individuals, we are all unique, and you know, you'll get um, you'll get a guy on there that says, actually, I prefer a larger figure. I prefer smaller boobs. I prefer mm. a smaller penis. Um, it, which is good news, by the way. I like I like that. <laughs> I like that guy or girl. I don't care. I like that. That's the way forward. That was but, that was Charlie, wasn't it? <laughs> but that's what I love about Naked Attraction. It just shows you that there is not one perfect body because all bodies are perfect to that individual. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good program on the whole. Um, but what I'm going to share with you is going to revolutionize the way you watch it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, with most modern TVs now, you can turn on audio description, yeah. which is basically for people who are partially sighted or blind, or, or if you're just well, got it on, I don't know what else, but anyway, it's, it's Vis- visually it's, impaired. Visually impaired. It's this option where you can listen to somebody describing what is happening on the screen. Okay, so if someone walks in through the door, the audio description says a man has just walked in, walked walked into the room through Good the English. door. Good English. Used to be a school yeah, teacher. Yeah, I mean that's why I don't do it. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, can we cancel Al for that job? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not going to be very good. <laughs> no, no. I mean it'd be entertaining, but yeah. Well, anyway, exactly, so yeah. if you turn on, someone discovered this. If you turn on the audio description of Naked Attraction, it is. The most brilliant thing, okay? And I've got some examples for you. Okay, okay. okay. These are, these are, this is a genuine example, okay? This isn't like falsified or anything, okay? Yeah, I'm ready. So this, this is, this is a clip from the show with uh, the audio description on. Are you ready? Okay. You see the bottom half of the bodies. Wearing a colourful shirt, babyface Brian gulps as the outer shells start to rise. Fingers pressed to his mouth, Brian scans the lineup of well landscaped lady gardens. <laughs> <laughs> well landscaped lady gardens. <laughs> I mean, surely, right? uh, don't get me wrong, I prefer that description. I think that's brilliant. But, you know, the, 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 the medical term is vagina that would have been absolutely yeah. fine, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I mean, he's having a good time. Okay, let me let me, let me try and move on to another one. Okay, you ready? Yep. You've got to say goodbye to one of the girls. Orange has a giraffe tattooed on one thigh and a wolf on the other. Pink appears to be having a dance and Brian looks somewhat overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm going to go. Blue has a go-faster stripe of pubes and red nails. (laughs) (laughs) A go-faster stripe of pubes! I mean, who's the script for this? Isn't it? Isn't it? Right. Um, let me see if I can find one more. One more. Eyes dart from pod to pod as the shells slowly rise to reveal an array of tummies, then a variety of fun bags. <laughs> fun bags. <laughs> an array of fun, fun bags. bags. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, is how? Surely not. 
Surely not. Basically, what's happened is the, the 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 person that wrote the description there for the visually impaired has just taken that straight from a, a WhatsApp group that he's in. That's what's in, that's what he's done, hasn't he? <laughs> Did anyone see the fun bags on it? <laughs> on fun naked bags on that. Whoa! Look at that go faster striped pubes. Whoa! <laughs> Honestly, so so the thing is now it, go back like you can't you cannot watch this program without the audio description on because it is so entertaining. There's another one when it's that's. So that was four women uh, lined up in the in the coloured boxes on the show. There's another one where there's um, four men lined up in the coloured boxes, and he says a an array of salamis. <laughs> like, on, like honestly, this guy is having a good time with this audio description, and I can't believe no one's noticed it before. What is the collective word for penises? Is it peni? Penis. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to think of a collective of penises. You know. <laughs> A pack of wolves, a swarm of bees. Yeah. Is it a peni of penises? I don't know. What is it? Oh, there must be something. Um, a, a a a pack of penises? No. No, because that's for wolves. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> let, let us know. If you pile, know the collective noun for penises. A pile of penises. A pile of penises. <laughs> a dangle of penises? A platform of penises. It's got to be P, hasn't it? <laughs> A plethora of penises. That, a plethora. It's a plethora. That's what it is. We'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, let us know if you have a better collective noun for uh, for penises. Um, anyway, I just thought that was that, that was quite a fun way of, of... That's a fun thing to share, right? Okay, I've got to Google collective name for... I've got, I've got to just see if there is. Oh, mate. All right, well, whilst we're doing that, if you'd like to get in touch with us whilst JK is Googling, then you can do that at dadsnet.com. Or you can reach out on social media at the Dad's Net or at JK Jason King on any platform. I think he's found it. What is it? <laughs> well, no, you an I urban dictionary. I don't think I don't think I have found it. But people have obviously been suggesting what they think it should be, like we just did. And there is a, a clutch of penises, a penetration of penises, a dongle oh, no. of penises. <laughs> yeah, I said dangle, and I'll take that one. The correct plural of penis is penises. Not pe- not peni. So it, it, I think it is penises. Yeah, penises. I, pre- I prefer plethora. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a plethora of penises, mate, then you crack on. Should we do a confession? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about time, yes. So um, it's that time of the week that we decide to delve into a dad's confession, which has come in via thedadsnet.com. If you have a confession, by all means, just go to the website and there is a special page where you can submit your confession. Um, Now, I do know today's confession because Al um, WhatsApped me this very short confession whilst I was walking the dog in the woods. Um, at, at which point I'm usually by myself when I'm walking my dog, usually. However, when the message came in and I read it, there were a load of old people around me walking their mm. dogs and, and just walking in general. Um, they, I think I made a few of them jump with my spontaneous laughter that happened there and then. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The reason I said I don't normally send them to you, but this one nearly knocked me off my chair because I, mean, I was so shocked be- because I, because it, the way it, the way it reads is as if it's genuinely true, and that is terrifying. <laughs> you just, I, you couldn't make this one up. Not that we do; these are all genuine confessions. But you couldn't make that up. It's it's insane. And, and what's what perhaps is even worse is 
he's not anonymous. It's, no, he's actually given. He, he he's he's just fessed up. He's totally fessed up. But but, but but oh my god! Surely this is surely this is a joke. It's got to be a wine. I really hope it is. Anyway, let's get on. Okay, let's get on with it. So it's a, it's a guy called Tony Walker. We've got his email and everything. So it's it, it, so it's definitely him. If you know a Tony Walker, then. This is going to change the way you look at that. Look at Tony in, in, for the, for, forever. <laughs> okay, this is what it says. Um, dear JK and Al, I ate my daughter's poop because I thought it was chocolate. Not going to lie, it was good. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But surely, surely it's a wind up. No, because I have heard of of um, you know this sort of thing happening before, where someone thinks it's something and it has happened. You know, they think it's something else, and yeah, that. But I just the closest the closest I've ever come to this kind of situation, which is what you're hinting at, is when I was about ten years old and I was going for a walk with my mum and dad, and we were in the woods, and I was picking up pine cones and small rocks, and I was throwing them up and whacking them with a stick like baseball or rounders. Yeah, that that was what I was doing, and I picked up a a fairly firm dog poo, flung it in the air, and smacked it with the stick. Okay, that was the closest (laughs) thing to mistaking poo for something. Was that back in the olden days when when there was white poo, um, and it was quite hard? Was it one of those days? (laughs) Do you remember those? I do, and I do, when it was just furry. Yeah. I, I, I remember the old white poo dog days. White poo dog. White dog poo day. Uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I yeah, I do. <laughs> Before people used poo, poo bags, right? Poo bags, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, so that was the closest I came to. I mean, how can you mistake poo for chocolate? How? how? I mean, well, was it his daughter's poo, yeah? Yeah. Well, maybe she just got very, very good stools. You know what I mean? Maybe well, they I think are... it was a little nugget of poo. Maybe yeah. she pooed out on the maybe she pooed out on the floor or something, and it was tidied up. And then the next day, there's a little bit left, and he thought it was a chocolate button. Is that what you're saying? Well, we but we've got kids. If you're listening to this, the like you know, it's likely you have kids. I can't think of a time ever when my son or daughter's poo looked like it was something else. Poo looks like poo. It doesn't look like anything else. No, and it certainly doesn't smell. No, like it's. Else. I mean. But then he says, then he says, it's, it's, it's good. It's, <laughs> not going to lie. I'm just reading. The, not going to lie. Good. It was good. <laughs> As we said, not going to lie. It was good. By all means. Okay. Eating poo is not good. Contact, contact us. If you've ever done this, all right. If you've ever done, is it Tony? Was that his name again? Tony? Tony. Yeah. 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 Um, tasteful Tony. Let let us know if you've ever accidentally, you know, mistook a poo and you've eaten it. Because I don't believe there's anyone out there that that probably has, unless, like you said, you were young and you weren't quite sure what it was. That, that, and that's the only I time. Mean, I mean, let's just entertain for a moment that this was legit, right? Mm. And he th- and he, and he liked the taste. Okay. Mm. Is he is he going to do it again? <laughs> I don't know. Is that his new thing? <laughs> We, we were talking about this on the uh, on the radio the other day because obviously it's leading up to Christmas. On the show, we were doing the things, the rogue things you buy at Christmas that you don't usually buy any any other time of the year. So, falling into that category, for instance, twiglets. Um, no, for me, they're a staple in our house. Not in our house. Orange matchmakers is another one. Yes, 
Turkish yeah. Delight, maybe one. And like selection boxes. Yeah, maybe Tony's thing is around about Christmas, he just likes to eat his daughter's poo. That, yeah, and he made, poo. Maybe, he, hey, you, maybe he wraps them up in foil and does his own version of Heroes. I don't know. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're related to Tony, be care, if he's sending you some chocolates for Christmas, I would check them first, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. Right. And I don't think I would be giving Tony a Christmas card. I am going off my Pepsi Max very quickly here. Can you do a wrap-up, please? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm can't forgive for this. I think, if, nope. I mean, if it's, if, it, if it's not legit, if it's just a wind-up, fine, I fully forgive. If it's not, if it's genuine... I cannot forgive. I just think it's wrong. I think it's disgusting. Not forgiven. Not forgiven. forgiven. And we are both firmly in agreement here. Not forgiven. We are. We are in agreement. In agreement? Yeah, no, we are. I am grieving for for poor Tony because there's no hope. (laughs) No, no. Um, Yeah, that's right. Well, remember, if you have a secret, um, a problem shared is a problem half. Maybe Tony feels a hell of a lot better after sharing it. Um, But you can share your confession with us at Dadsnet, um, the online community for dads. Just go to dadsnet.com forward slash confessions. Coming up, we are going to be talking about men and miscarriage after the recent news about uh, Meghan Markle and Harry, obviously, experiencing a miscarriage um so we're gonna be talking about that but first of all we have got fatherhood therapy coming up after this um father therapy this week i'm 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 dying for a go can i can i have a go after you jk kids in cars that's what i want to go for (laughs) kids in cars yeah when kids are asleep in cars I love them the most that's what I love Mm. apart from when they wake up and they've slept funny and their neck really hurts then yeah I get that's a bit painful so yeah but can we just talk about kids in cars in general because it's actually to be fair Noah my son my eldest he's good regardless he is a bloody good kid Luna my three year old daughter (laughs) is a beast um, but she has character and I like that, you know, but in a car today, for instance, we took the dog for a walk, we went up to our local woods. We have to drive there and she was, she was all right. As soon as we start the trek, she's hungry straight away. That's the first thing. She's just had breakfast, which by the way, comprised of, um, two bowls of Cheerios and shredders. She has those mixed. And then she had, um, thirds of toast and peanut butter. Okay. And then we left to go. Uh, for the walk probably about an hour after that so that's how much she's still hungry yeah she still wants something OT bar whatever it is so then we have a walk then she's complaining she's tired um, and we're only pretty much three minutes in that's after she's eaten something within two minutes so that whole process the poor bloody dog who just wants to walk and sniff and have its time and and Charlie and I just want to admire the gorgeous autumn woods which look incredible I genuinely thought I was in Frozen 2 today in the woods it was it was amazing it was lovely it was beautiful then we get back to the car and she decides that she wants to take her coat off and one of her shoes just one just one shoe you know this is as we're still walking and then we get into the car and she's totally dicking about and she she Charlie couldn't get a seatbelt on. So she's like, right, Jay, you're going to have to do it. So then I go to do it. And then she, I don't want daddy to do my seatbelt. I want you to do my seatbelt. Anyway, so she's <laughs> still... at the time, did you? No, well, you know, exactly. For the whole journey back, we had to stop off at co-op as well to get some, um, 
to get some bits and bobs. She screamed the car down because she wanted her shoe back on. And I and to quote Luna, she was being strangled by her car seat belt. Oh man, she wasn't. And, and when they're doing that, it, it's so stressful when you're driving, and that's all you can hear, isn't but, it? But, but they are they they have those noises for us to be extremely stressed. That's how they work. We were only going to pay attention to noises that we absolutely hate. And when that noise that noise kept going for about fourteen minutes. What do we do? I'm not going to give them the iPad all the time, especially for a bloody uh, f- 15 minute journey or whatever it is. No, 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 exactly. With sound, but it's, yeah, but it's hard. It is hard to not to do. I mean, our, Ted's Ted's been pretty good in the car. We we don't have much of that. Um, occasionally, getting him out the car is a bit of a challenge because he just he just not. But for for us, the other the challenge for us with kids in the car is the mess. Oh, yeah. you have to give up. You've got, you've, you've got to just... You can't be particular about your car anymore. You can't. It looks like a quarry. Yep. It looks like a quarry with with toys and rubbish and crumbs and food. And, and, and actually, I mean, people say, oh, don't let them eat in the car. Don't let them eat in the car. That's easier said than done. Yeah. Some, because if they're not eating, they're screaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, <laughs> if their mouth is occupied, it means that they can't talk, scream or cry. Exactly. So, I mean, it is, but honestly, well, I, got, I mean, he, he, he doesn't eat like that when he's at home. This is, this is Ted in particular. Mm. He, but he doesn't eat like that when he's at home at meal times. Like he's very, actually, he's actually quite neat and tidy. Mm. Put him in the car and it's like, it's almost like he's just crumbling stuff up and sprinkling it around. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, like he's rolling a joint. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just practising. <laughs> I'll turn around one day and he'll just be there with a great big joint. <laughs> oh, Dad. All right, Dad. <laughs> Where did you get that? It'll be, it'll, it'll be a twiglet. <laughs> a twiglet joint. Because <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> oh, you're so right, though. In the car is... Oh, I... Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it, and, and, there, and it's things like, instead of, instead of like, finish a bag of crisps or a bag of nibbles or whatever, right? In, and instead of just like, carefully putting the packet down next to him or in the in the pocket of the door or something it's as if he's just turned Turned it upside down down, (laughs) sprinkled it around but then say that should we should we be should we not be too quick to judge because we all know as as dads there is nothing better than a car snack if if you're doing you know what i mean if you're going for a certain distance you've got to stop off at the services you've got to have a ham and cheese sandwich with salt and vinegar crisps and a double decker and a full fat coke you know, or a Ribena. That, that is the, the, for me, that, even the thought of that now, I would go and do a journey just so I could have that car snack. Yeah, but when I'm doing it right, I'll eat and I'll, and I'll obviously be driving. And I just know that there's, like, it's often, often it's a cheeky cheese straw, right? Because <laughs> if you're stopping at the petrol station, they often have cheese straws. Right? Yeah, they so, do. It's, it's usually a cheese straw, which is filled with pastry. But I, I resign myself to the fact that this is going to go everywhere. So instead, I just kind of sit with my legs a bit closer together to catch it all. And, and like, <laughs> I just have this like bib of crumbs all the way down. And then when I get out, I'll sort of open the door and I'll sort of slide out <laughs> without dropping it. Like what, dusting do, it off. And do a pelvic thrust to get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, there's no mess in the car. I've, I just, it just result, it's just all over me. And then as soon as I'm outside the car, I can just dust it down. You're doing the car Thanks, snack brother. time walk. It's just a pelvic <laughs> thrust. <Yes. laughs> there's got to be a good video there somewhere. Getting out of the car when you've been eating. <laughs> well, 
well, that, that was all for me. Just just kids and cars. I mean, like you say, <clears throat> you've summed it up. You can't have a decent car if, you, if you've got kids. You can clean it as much as you want. Give it 20 seconds. It'll be decimated again. Yeah. Um, okay, well, it's good to know that I'm not the only one. So that's, that's a good chat. Thank you for that. Definitely not the only one. Oh, I feel a little bit lighter. Well, yeah, it's nice to load. have a event, mm. isn't it? What's next? Next up, we're going to be talking about uh, men and miscarriage uh, in light of the recent news about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Well, I can't say Prince Harry anymore, can I? I can just say Harry. Harry. Um, uh, of their obviously very sad recent news um, and just how it goes missed often. Uh, that dads also are grieving and experiencing uh, the loss. So we're going to be talking about that coming up next. So as many of you will know, uh, in recent in the recent news, uh, Meghan Markle and Harry uh, experienced a miscarriage, their first miscarriage. Um, and there's some quotes going around, um, for example, from Meghan. She said, I felt the clamminess of his palm and kissed his knuckles wet from both our tears. Uh, she says that they had the most um, unbelievable grief that they were both experiencing. Uh, she wrote, losing a child means carrying an almost unbearable grief experienced by many but talked about by few Um, in the pain of our loss my husband and I discovered that in a room of a hundred women 10 to 20 of them will have suffered a miscarriage yet despite the staggering commonality of this pain the conversation remains taboo riddled with shame and perpetuating a cycle of solitary mourning some have bravely shared their stories they have opened the door knowing that when one person speaks truth it gives license for us to do the same so what's nice about what megan shared was that she did talk about how harry was feeling and she grouped him in with her referencing to unbearable grief and and mourning the loss of their child yeah and i think that that i'm really pleased that she did that because actually in the aftermath, we at DadsNet had been approached by quite a lot of people recognising the fact that this is not just about the mum. Of course, physically, it's incredibly important about the mum, massively. Um, so there's no taking away from that. But instead of ignoring the fact that in a room of 100 dads, 100 men, 10 to 20 of those men would have also suffered from miscarriage. And um, and I think that that's a really important thing to remember. And uh, I mean, what's annoying about this is that we have been talking about this for the last six or seven years. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and we have been trying to, you know, we've always been recognizing the fact that uh, men grief um, as well. And and as we've shared on the podcast before, we both have personal experience of mm. miscarriage and loss. Um. And so I feel like if, you know, we're fairly well qualified to be able to talk about men and miscarriage. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, really. Um, <clears throat> we have spoken about it. Um, you know, it's, it's that classic thing, isn't it? That it and, and you're right, the, 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 physically for a woman and, and mentally, I mean, it's just horrific. We've been there, we know but it takes two people to make a baby. And yeah, I, I, I totally understand where you're going. It'll be interesting to see, cause we have, we've chatted about this before. So, you know, listen to, to, to previous episodes 
um, to hear what we have to say. But it's also really good for us to hear what you know the Dadsnet community has to say, what their stance is. Because yeah, we you can get our opinions. That's just two. But if we can get a load more, I just think it's you know it's it it's helpful to talk uh, amongst all of us. So mm-hmm. let's let's delve into the Dadsnet. Well. So we put this out there because I think I think what's interesting is is knowing really what to do slash say mm. in in when this happens. So what what we've kind of been trying to work on is what what's really the point to tackle. So to know that you need to know what what people struggle with. So when people experience miscarriage, what's the hardest thing that they have to deal with? So I thought that'd be a good place to start actually. So. This comes from a guy called Gray um, and his answer to the hardest thing about miscarriage that he had to deal with was the overwhelming, incomparable sense of emptiness is like nothing I ever felt. The fact that it's a taboo subject that literally no one wants to talk about makes you feel even more like they never existed. Mention it and you'll clear a room. He goes on and says, we also grieved differently. I needed time and space. She needed hugs and to discuss it, which at the time was the opposite of what I needed. Plus, no one warned us of the actual practical process of what happened next, which was very grim. And I think so there's, I mean, he picked there's loads in that answer. Like the first thing is about like this feeling of emptiness. And and I don't know about your experience, but my experience is that not so many, I've had seven miscarriages for those who have who don't know. But for the first one or two, I certainly, you, you, you build it up to be very exciting. You start thinking about names and start thinking about nurseries and starts thinking about um, clothes and you buy stuff and all this. And then it goes and there's a real, there's a real sense of emptiness. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Um, secondly, he mentions about the taboo subject. No one wants to talk about it. And I think that's a real, I think it's really strange that no one's asking you to kind of go to the pub and announce to the room, but I don't see why people feel, why do, why would they feel like they can't talk about it? I don't know the answer to that. Um, because they haven't been through it because they aren't educated on what, what it is and what happens. And like you said, it's not just there, there are, you know, the majority of the time there are physical things after that needs to be fixed. So, you know, it doesn't, it does, it does mean an operation. Um, and also it's personal. I think I, I, it's very difficult to gauge stuff. It's there are the, not just miscarriage. There are subjects within life that are difficult to, to approach and you don't know whether or not, whether or not you should. And that's not because you don't care. It's because you actually care about what the reaction of that person is. Is it still too raw? Do they want to talk about it? You know, would I be helping bring it up, bringing it up? You know, th- there are so many things that you have to think about now. And maybe that's why do people just feel it's easier not to approach the subject? I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. So do you think that the, 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 the problem as to why no one talks about it is that people don't know how to talk about it? Yeah, maybe. So there's, a, there's an education piece there about, well, what do you say to someone who's experienced loss? Not just miscarriage, of course, but actually what, what about if you've lost a, a sibling or a parent or a, a spouse? Like, I guess there's a, there's a point there about grief and how we talk about grief generally, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm lumping them all into the same thing is unfair, but I don't know. There was, surely, it's, I guess what we're saying is there has to be some sort of understanding. Like, I mean, I can't think of but difficult things like, well, I can't think of any. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I guess talking about difficult things is difficult. 
I suppose as well, a lot of people probably don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, they don't want to get the terminology right. And let's be honest, you know, after our first miscarriage, missed miscarriage, um, we, we, you know, we went through all that hurt. And on the second, and on the second missed miscarriage, um, we obviously, we'd been through it before. So we could talk mm. and be there for each other even more. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, that's, sorry to interrupt me. No, no. But th- that's, I, I feel like that's unfair. Like we've had some really horrible, ridiculous things people have said to us. Like people say to us all the time, oh, never mind, it wasn't meant to be. Well, <laughs> all right, you do, I mean, that, if, if you don't get a job, if you go for a job interview, you don't get it. Like that's, that's the kind of answer. Oh, don't worry, another thing will come up that's meant to be. Yeah. That's the kind of response for that. Not for losing a child. <laughs> like I don't, like well, that the, doesn't work. There's the other, but the, but, the other one as well, which is, well, you've already got kids. So, you know, you should yeah, be thankful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just enjoy the ones you've got. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you just wouldn't say that to anyone no. who has lost a child at any age. But, um, but miscarriage is apparently fine. But the but my my grievance with people who say, "Well, I don't know what to say," is like you, as someone who's experienced, I can't say to people, "I want you to say something to me. I want to talk about this," and then criticize people when they do talk about it and they might get it wrong. Like I can't be, I don't don't think we as people who've experienced miscarriage who are trying to promote people to talk about it should then be critical of people talking about it when they might get something wrong. Like if they're being a dick and mean harm by it, fine. But I don't think, I think people who say you've got kids, you've already got kids or it wasn't meant to be. I don't think that that's coming from a place of malice or spite or intentional offense. It's just coming from a, you know, a bit of an ignorant place. Yeah. But it's very, like, if I'm constantly saying, we need to talk about it, we need to talk about it, and every time someone says something, I'm going, oh, you shouldn't say that. It's, it's like, yeah. it's like, well, what, well, I can't be critical of people who are trying, is what, is what I'm saying. But also, I suppose, it, it doesn't, <laughs> you don't need to go into too much detail. You just, I think it's almost that sort of, Obviously, we're in we're in we're still in COVID at the moment, so a hug is probably uh, the the wrong thing to do. But even if it's just uh, it's it's a that look, kick. isn't it? And it's just yeah, elbow. It, <laughs> it's just that look, looking into someone's eyes and meaning it, and just going, you know, I've I've heard about your your really devastating news. I, I really hope you're okay. I've been thinking about you. That's it. You know, th- that is a. I think that's quite a nice way to to approach the subject, show you're caring, show that you're thinking yeah. about that person. And if that person wants to continue chatting and you know, you've done your bit, you really have done your bit. You've done more than you yeah. think actually. I think that's, that's, I've always said that to people that you don't have to say much, but you, you can, you put almost, you put the ball in their court. You say, look, I know what you're going through. It must be really hard. I'm here. If you want to chat Yeah, nine times out of 10, especially with dads, they won't want to chat. No. But if they do, they know you're there. And actually for me, like knowing that there's a couple of people who sent me that, those kind of messages, knowing that I could, if I wanted to, was almost enough. Um, let's just talk about, he picks up here, this guy, Gray, he picks up here like about grieving differently and how we, husbands and wives or men and women do grieve differently. And often they, like for, for um, women, often this isn't, this is a generalization. It's not always the case, but 
you know, they'll want lots of hugs, lots of affection to talk about it, lots, lots of crying, you know, all that kind of stuff. Whereas as dads, perhaps stereotypically or more of a generalization, they kind of want to have a bit of time, have a bit of space. They don't want to just talk about it all the time. They probably want to get on with some practical stuff um, and, you know, move forward with things a little bit. Not, It's not burying it as such, but it's dealing with it in a slightly different way. Mm. Um, the, the, I, It's like, um, I guess the best analogy I can think of is, men kind of compartmentalize things a lot more. And like, for example, when I'm at work, I don't really think about anything else that's going on. So I can kind of lose myself in work. If I'm watching the football, I'll lose myself in watching the football. If I'm going for a walk, I can lose myself in looking around and picking up sticks and hitting dog poo with sticks. <laughs> oh no, it's a um, dog poo, damn. Yeah, whereas I think with women... They're wired differently, obviously, where it's, everything's entwined. So they can be walking the dog thinking about what's just happened or they can be at work and they're thinking about what's happened. And and I think for men, it's like, look, I'm happy to talk and think about it, but I need to get that box off the shelf. I need to bring it down. I need to take everything out. I need to talk about it. And then at the end, I'm going to pack it back up. I'm going to put it back on the shelf and now I'm going to move on with yeah. whatever else is happening. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But obviously that causes a conflict, right? Because one person needs one thing, one person needs another, and there are clashes. Like That's going to cause a clash. If one person wants to talk about it all the time, one person doesn't want to talk about it all the time. I think, yeah, w- but when you're talking about the couple that are that are going through it, they, they yeah, I think, you, but you will know, you'll know that person. You'll know, hopefully, what they need. And if they don't, well, time. Time is, uh, is, is I know it's such a cliche, but time is, I'm not saying you can ever heal from it, but it helps, you know, for, you just have to, you have to wait for that moment, especially as you say with, I, you know, I know some of my friends that would, would need a lot of time. They probably wouldn't talk about it for weeks, yeah. maybe months, who knows? And then, and finally they will open up. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Time and also communication between you. Like I think, I think if if your wife wants to talk about it all the time and you don't want to talk about it at all, you've got to find some middle ground, but you've got to tell each other. Like, I think it's worth saying, can we talk about this later when the kids are in bed? Yeah. And then, you know, you've got space in the day to have your space, but you know that you're fulfilling her need to talk about it in the evening. And I think that thing, you just got to communicate about it. Stick to the three C's. You know, Um, my rule of the three C's. Compromise. Communicate. Compassion. Compromise. Consistency. Let's go for another one. Communicate. Let's go for four. Four. The four C's. Yeah. The forces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just touch on a couple of other things that I think is worth highlighting that came out through the conversations in the Dad's Net communities. Um, one that was highlighted quite often was the lack of support for fathers. Mm. And that's why Dad's Net exists. It's where it came from because there was no support when I was going through my first one. That's why Dad's Net was started. Um, Another thing that rears its head is the a dad's need to fix things and this being something that's unfixable. Yep. Like if if your wife has a car accident, you can fix the car and you can go and collect the you know, go and pick them up and you can you can do things to make it better, make it right. This you, you can't change it. You can't make it any better. It is just shit. Mm. Um that's highlighted a lot. And then the other thing, which I think is an interesting part, is Dads feel that there's really no resources or support talking to other siblings about what's going on. Yeah. Which is another thing that's raised its head as well. 
Well, look, if, uh, if you or a friend um, are, are going through something very similar, um, what to, you know, as to what we are talking about right now, that's, as Al said, that's why the dad's net was started. The exact reason. So there is no better place for you to go and chat to other dads that have been through this than the dad's net. So seriously, if you are in a, a really bad place at the moment and you feel you need to talk and... I don't know, maybe try and oh, what's the, you know, you know, when you've, 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 you've completed part of a puzzle, but there's still that part of a puzzle that you still can't quite find. Well, maybe you'll find it in the dad's net. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And often it's because just knowing that there are other dads who are, have experienced or are experiencing the same thing goes a long way. Um, coming up next, uh, JK has got a new tech. Shh. On this one, definitely don't tell your mum. Today, um, we both have this, and we I think this is probably the best thing that I am about to review on this feature ever, because... It's been a while for me. I'm, I'm, I haven't been a gamer for about 10, 15 years. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Maybe more. Because I just didn't really have the time. But now, um, my kids are starting to get a bit older. They're interested in, in doing a bit of game stuff. And they have shown interest in Mario. So what do you have to do? Well... You've got to have a. You've got to do Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on the Nintendo Switch, and we've got to review it. How great is it? I mean, it's really good. I tell you why I love this and similar products out there, right? Yeah, because we are forever as parents at the moment. We are forever saying, or we're forever concerned about screen time. Yeah, right. But what these these tech brands are doing these gaming brands are doing is they are uniting augmented reality with reality yeah and like so for example like for those who don't know this this game this console is you can turn your living room or your kitchen or your garden or whatever into a circuit that you can then race on on the screen yep but for the first half an hour of your activity, you're setting up a race course in your living room. Like that's, that doesn't involve a screen. You're being creative. You're thinking about obstacles. You're it's, it's brilliant. And then you get to put it on the screen and play it. And which is also beneficial in many ways, but you're uniting the two things. And for me, that is wonderful. Family and gaming also exercise. You know what I mean? These things can do exercise. This is why I love the original Nintendo Wii because they had the bowling game. The bowling game was our go-to. It was, I just love that bowling game. You could play tennis. It's hardly exercise, though, is it, mate? Shut up, mate. It's actually very skillful, and I was very, very good. <laughs> and I don't think I was... I think I was unbeaten as well. So let's have a quick... Let, let me, let's do a quick run-through. So it's a remote-controlled toy cart based on either Mario or Luigi. And as Al said, you use um, to compete in AR races, so augmented reality, which sounds like a brilliant idea, but you kind of think to yourself, does this hold up on your living room floor when you've made, you know, this this amazing course? Well, the answer is simply, hell yes, it does. Right. So from the moment that you open the, the, the huge box, 
and getting the actual races going, it, it doesn't take long. The cart doesn't need calibration of any sort. You connect it to your Nintendo Switch, you just scan a QR code, and then that's it. You start driving. The course is um, is brilliant. It's it's no fun without a track. And when I, like Al said, when you build your own track, this is just amazing. So it's easily done as well. You just place um, these gates on the floor in a suitable sort of pattern. So that might be a figure of eight. You might put it through the chairs of your dining room. And this is the great thing. You can do whatever you want, can't you? you? You can get really, really inventive with the courses. And these gates serve as checkpoints, which you have to pass. So um, the actual road is constructed by driving your car in a pattern of your choosing. So you choose the course. And then from from there, really, you can just go all out. There's there's no end to what you can you can build, or you know you can do little little tunnels with cushions and boxes, or uh, it's it's just the creativity on this is so so good. It, I mean, and that's that is the point. You, you're being creative, and then you're gaming, um, and also, I mean, let's not mention like Mario Kart is a, like a also is. Is a legendary game, yeah. isn't it? Everyone knows. Like, it's Mario. been around for years, but but the, what they've managed to do is that every game they've brought out has sensational gameplay without fail. And like when you start making it more complex with augmented reality and and you know reality coming into the gameplay, you're starting to really potentially put at risk the gameplay status that you have been spent the last 30 years developing and building up that reputation. Well, let's talk about that. So once you've, you've completed your track, it's literally off to the races. So remember that the, the actual action is viewed through a first person perspective. So courtesy of this camera, which is mounted on your real life toy car. Okay. So it's, it is so much fun to race around your own living room, you know, driving past your lamps, maybe bits of furniture underneath chairs, you know, the seeing dog. the sofa during the races, yeah, literally driving into the dog. And you actually feel like you're a giant. That's the other thing, don't you? You feel like mm. um, it, it's it's just amazing. And this this isn't just a toy, remember. This, this car is so well built. It, this is an actual game. So you can challenge, um, I think it's you challenge Bowser Jr. and his minions. And everything that happens during the race also affects your car in real world. So you know when like in Mario you're hit by a shell or you crash into an opponent? Well, if that happens, your car will slow down or it'll come to a complete stop. So it actually does show what it really shows in the game. Um, yeah. uh, what it's else? very clever. It's so, it very clever. so clever. And the gameplay is amazing. What you see on screen is fantastic. The cart controls are really responsive. The brakes, the accelerators, it's done in no time. Goes around corners expertly, in my opinion. And I'm not a great racing driver. Uh, and also, when you view it, it looks really fast from the outside. You know what? You actually see it and it looks like you're going so, so fast. Then you take your eye off the screen and you look at the cart and it's not going that fast. So I don't know how they've done that. But it just no. looks phenomenal. It really, really does. Uh, I mean, let's talk about the price. It's ninety nine quid. That's no, but that's just for Mario Kart Live. You do yeah, need, obviously, you need the actual Switch console. Yeah, you as need well. your own console, yeah. of course. But ninety nine quid just for the game, which is effectively double. I mean, most games are what forty, fifty quid, aren't they? Yeah. So it's what is double now? I don't think that is too bad 
for what you get with this because you've got to think you're getting the the added benefits of all the creativity you know the reality based stuff um but but you also can race against other people yep you can also have other courses like it's not limited to just your own living room so you, there's there's a lot of scope for it and it, like any kind of mario game so it feels to me like that extra 50 quid I think is worth it in my humbled opinion. What Nintendo do well is they, they don't just build games where you sit on your backside. They do games where you have to get up and do stuff. And that's Mm. what I love for my family. That's what I love for my kids. I want them to know gaming is not just about sitting on a sofa with a controller in front of you. You can get immersive. You can get creative. And that's what they do. Look, this is my conclusion. Okay. So Mario Kart live, the home circuit is, it's a well-crafted, solid product, which you always get with Nintendo anyway. Mm. The game, I think, works flawlessly. I mean, there are some really nice small touches that that just, you can just tell it's a Nintendo product because of this. Like, for instance, the battery power of your car is indicated by a small petrol pump and a red light turning on when your car is going in reverse. So it's just little touches like this, which Nintendo do so well. This game is so much fun. And I mean, even as I'm talking to you now, I'm trying to think of new courses to design for the weekend. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. And that's when you know you've got a good game when you're thinking about it in the future. We've got got a wooden floor in our living room. So obviously it works really well. But people say that it actually also works very well on rugs or carpet. It depends. So if you're worried about that. Yeah, I, think yeah, I mean, if you've got, if you've got to grab a shaggy if rug. If you've got a shaggy rug, rug it, it's, well, you, do, you wouldn't, I mean, you'd be pretty stupid if you thought it could, it could go on that, you know, because the clearance of the carts are not high. Hence why yeah. they, they steer well and they, they're really yeah. responsive. But it does work on carpet. So if you do have carpet, don't panic. Yeah. Um, so there we go. I mean, definitely recommend it. We've we've really loved it. We've really enjoyed it, and the kids have really enjoyed it. So, um, so you know, if you're still looking for, you know, perhaps that special present for this Christmas, then I would definitely recommend checking out um, the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on the Nintendo Switch, which is probably available in everywhere: Argos, Amazon, or Nintendo's own website. You know, Nint- anyway. the Nintendo website. I tr- I I I had to get. Um, I got Luigi. And if the Nintendo website had loads of stock. So if you're finding... Luigi? Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you, man? Well, I like Luigi. I like Mario, I think. It's like like Robin without Batman. I like to mix it up a bit, you know, I really do. Right, mate. Well, on that note, I think we should stop. It's been lovely chatting to you today. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Um, New episode every Wednesday. Make sure you rate us. Give us five stars. You know you want to. Make sure you subscribe. Download from Global Player, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, and, and literally, genuinely, thank you for your support and listening to this. We, we we do genuinely feel loved. Yeah, we do. We do. And we've had nearly half a million listens. Yeah, and we don't say it's it very, very often. We should say it more often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should, yeah. Um, no, but thank you to every single one of those listens. 